Moving to a new country is already a daunting life decision. Moving to a new country halfway across the globe for good during a pandemic is just a whole different challenge. That's exactly what my good friend went through last year when she moved to the Netherlands right at the beginning of the pandemic. Hello again, and thank you for tuning in on the third episode of Friends on the Map. I went home in March of last year to be one of the bridesmaids at Cyrene's wedding. In less than a week, she, her Dutch husband, family and friends were all in a whirlwind of pulling off a bachelorette party, a wedding, and the newlyweds rushing to leave for the Netherlands before all the borders close. Being one of my closest friends from home, we stayed in touch regularly, but we've never really taken the time to sit down and just talk about how her new life has been until now. To see more of Cyrene's adventures in her new home, check out her YouTube channel, Cyrene TV. I'll be leaving the link to her channel in this episode's description box. Hello? Hello! Hi! How are you? I'm good. Actually, I'm a little bit hungry. <laughs> oh, what time is it there? It's 12 noon and I haven't had my breakfast yet because the first thing I did the moment I woke up was to clean the house. And then oh. I would feel better that, okay, everything's clean and then I can eat and I can watch uh, Nevertheless again. That's a Korean, <laughs> Korean drama, drama, right? I saw that in Netflix the other day. <laughs> So how's life there? Um, so far, it's good because summer it has arrived and the weather has been a lot better uh, to everyone. So we get to wear light clothes and we get to go to the city and go actually everywhere with this nice weather. Yeah, yeah and like... So you're saying that you can go anywhere and you have more freedom and the weather is really good. I can also see in your Instagram posts that you're, you're really out and about. How's the COVID situation there? Uh, we started, uh, actually, last yesterday, uh, we no longer wear masks. Oh, so that's it, so nice. Yeah, and um, I believe... Uh, on July 1st, mm-hmm. everything is going to be open. Like it's, it's as if it's back to how it was. It's back to normal. Are you vaccinated? Yes. My first shot is done. Um, well, I mean, we're, we're talking about how your life's been and like you're, you're, you've given me a very trivial answer of like how the weather's been in, in the Netherlands. Tell me yeah. about like life overall in Netherlands. Like you've been there for what, a year and a half now? Um, oh yeah, I think so. Uh, a year and, I think and, a year and uh, three months, a year and three months. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, re- I clearly remember March 2019, that was your wedding. So that means around that month you left for the Netherlands as well. Directly, no, yeah. March 2020, right. yes. Um, yeah. So how's how are things in Netherlands so far from what you've experienced? Um, I know that it's not your first time there, but this is the longest time you've been there because basically you're there for good. Um, mm-hmm. How do you compare life there compared to Davao in the Philippines? 
I think uh, for every person who left home and tried to live on their own, it's really hard. <laughs> and I mean, perhaps harder for people who move to another country, maybe an immigrant or for work. Mm-hmm. And I have never left home. Never. Not until I got married and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just moving to another house, mm-hmm. but moving to another country. So it was very extreme for mm-hmm. me. And uh, the first three months uh, here was really crazy. I, I, at least for me. For me, I think it was really crazy. I mean, another crazy. Mm, I would say that... Um, you know, the moment that I, I moved here, I feel like, okay, I feel like a tourist and uh, everything's new to my eyes. Mm-hmm. But then eventually on the second month, everything was starting to sink in. Sink and in like, as in, okay, I'm here for good. No going back. Yes. Oh. And you started was, feeling homesick or, or what? Uh, I won't say that that it was on the first three months that I was mm-hmm. feeling homesick because there was a part that I'm still feeling like I'm a tourist and everything's new here. Mm-hmm. So everything I do is I'm, I'm doing for the first time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I because it was a totally different situation that I moved during the pandemic. So mm-hmm. I don't, for the first two months, I can't find a job. I can't find a job. I can't enroll to any class. I can't get my own uh, card because, hi, because, um, my cat, (laughs) because um, uh, everything was closed. So they can't even process my ID card. So they don't have, they weren't ready for the pandemic in a sense. So, so I was waiting and waiting and waiting and until it was on the second month that they were already giving me um, schedule. What do I have to do to get my ID and uh, I, that I need to get, I need to go to the local government to get stuff and this and this. Mm-hmm. So that's when it started to, to sink in that, oh, th- th- this is, this is happening now. And then the next things that I have to do is that I have to find a job and I have to enroll in language classes. And then I, and then there's so many other things and let's talk a little bit about that like the you know enrolling to language classes like trying to get a job because you're there for good so of course you Mm -hmm. you know you getting a job is not just about earning money it also will be a starting point for you to start a social circle to meet people getting out there Mm -hmm. learning the language right um and then you went to the government's office and all that like walk me through a like high level walk me through the process of that because I know it's different for every every country and I mean at least I know when this episode comes out it's probably something that I've discussed in the previous episodes as well with the other Mm -hmm. guests because I think it's a it's a it's a good thing to talk about just to compare the experience so walk me through a little bit how how it is for you over there so and then I get, I got a letter from the local government that, oh, this is what I have to do. I have to go to a different city to get my ID card. So they, they need my fingerprints. They need my, uh, they need my presence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they need to see me in person. And then, yeah, so I went there and then I got everything processed. And, um, but then after, after that, a little interview and then, uh, I would have to wait for weeks before, mm-hmm. and then they will just, uh, actually, I would have to go back to pick it up. But there was a problem because they, 
it wasn't it uh, it wasn't ready yet and then I went there mm -hmm. and they said oh it's not you're ready did you not get the email or did you not get the message that it's not yet ready and then you would have to go another day and I swear to God the tickets to go to the city or even to yeah to to any city is was not it in cheap. Amsterdam did you have did you have no, to go to Amsterdam no. oh, okay no that's a little bit far um, I just have to be in the train for two hours. So it's just mm. in the middle between Groningen okay. and Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. But then it's, it's not funny that I have to pay almost 40 euros just to, just to get that card and go back home. And then they will tell me that it's not ready. That's 40 not funny. euros? How much yeah. is that? Uh, I'm not to, sure. Let me convert it to Malaysian ringgit because that's my currency. Oh, so it's 198 ringgit, which means in Philippine peso, this is like almost 2,000 to 2,300 pesos. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot yeah, of money. <laughs> yeah, and then this room, actually, I'm just here to pick up something. That's yeah. just that I do. And, uh -oh. and they're, not in a, they're not even going to reimburse me or anything. Mm. So I had to... I had to react. But did so you get I the said, notification at all or like no notification? No received? notification. You oh, know okay. why? Because I was there and then I the lady was the first time the lady asked me, um, what is what is your phone number? Mm. And I said, Oh yeah, my phone number is I said it in Dutch. Mm -hmm. And then she said, Sorry, uh, can you say it again? Then I said, sure. And then I said it again in Dutch. And I don't think she understood me. And then I had to say it again in English for the third time. And then I got the email and then the phone number listed on the email was still wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was really funny. It was really funny for me. So what the next thing I did was I had to react there. Mm -hmm. I said, um, I came here. I did not receive a notification. I mean, you have my email address. You can also send me an email. That would be nice. But I didn't get anything. Mm -hmm. So I thought we all, we are still good on this on that day that I'm mm -hmm. gonna pick it up. Mm -hmm. So is there any way that um, you guys can uh, send me the ID, or you're gonna reimburse me with the money that I spent here for the train? That's what I told them. Okay. And then, they, and then the 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 lady in the reception said, okay, I'm going to get my colleague because it's actually not okay for them to send it because you have to sign something mm -hmm. before you get the ID. Mm -hmm. That's why you really have to do it in person. Mm -hmm. But they made an exemption because it's their mistake. So they have to send me the ID. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good that yeah. they, they, they made an exemption, you know, and they considered the situation. So at the end of the day, that's at least good customer service on the end of Correct. the that you spoke with but yeah that's good and then I got everything else uh, I, I opened my own um, account uh, and I also went to the local government here because I have to be registered here in the city that I live mm. in that I'm living here for good and uh, yeah from 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 there I started to apply to and I started to look for jobs that's good. Let, but yeah. you mentioned that earlier on, it seems like there's a lot of language barrier or lost in translation scenarios. How often does that happen? I still, I still get that. I still get myself in that situation a lot, even after living here for a year or so, because uh, I can understand a little bit Dutch and I can speak a little bit Dutch. But when people started to speak Dutch, fast I'm like 
I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I would really have to say that, okay, um, my my Dutch is not very best. Can you speak English? That, then uh-huh. it gets to me. It has to be in English because then I won't be able to help them no matter how easy that is. Sorry. How is the English <laughs> proficiency of the people there? Um, because I know that you don't live in the in the main, the big city, which is Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. I assume that mm-hmm. they're probably, they are more um, um, proficient because it's, there's a mm-hmm. lot of tourists and all that. But how about in the area where you're from? I still don't know how to say the name of the city where you're from. Can you say it? <laughs> Yeah, it's Groningen. <laughs> I don't know how to say Groningen. No, it, it's actually in English you would say it as Groningen. Groningen? Yeah, but then if you say it in Dutch, the, the G is G, so you have to say it as Groningen. Good to That's know. the only different thing. <laughs> That's the only different thing. The G. <laughs> okay. So this is like, I mean, from the name itself, it's a very um, Dutch sounding city, I guess. But like, I mean, how how's like English proficiency there? When you when you ask a person like, can we do this in English? Are they able to do so for you, or how do they react? Uh, actually, here in Groningen, it's a it's a student city, so a mm. lot of students from different countries all over Europe they go mm. here to study mm-hmm. and. Um, I would say that that they speak very good English. They okay. speak good English, but um, but uh, I, I also I would say that generally for the older generation, mm-hmm. um, it, it's not they may understand you to speak English, but then they're gonna talk to you in in Dutch back. Mm, okay. Because it's they're not. I won't. I, I guess I that's kind of expected if it's like yeah. for the older people, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so there's also a lot of yeah, a lot of uh, international students here. Mm. So, uh, so um, I that's uh, uh, that's something that I really like because then I know that they can speak English, mm. um, but it's not really something that they would that Dutch students would do often because, um, yeah, most of the people here in the North speak Dutch, try and okay. learn Dutch mm. compared to Amsterdam and Rotterdam where there's a lot of immigrants, mm. immigrant like OFWs actually mm. as well. Oh, okay. So there's the big like Filipino community is over there. Not here. Yeah. Over there. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so like, since we're talking about like you know language and like the differences between living there and in compared to how your life was in the Philippines overall so far is although it hasn't been that long what is the most culturally unique experience that you've had so far um, that mm-hmm. you'd say that whoa okay this is like really something that I would just probably experience here in the Netherlands yeah, or maybe okay. in the city that the city that you're you're living mm-hmm. in I, I would say that um the, the first uh, thing that I, that, well, I won't, that surprised me, uh, well, because freaked out would be a very heavy term. <laughs> they have this, uh, this, when they greet people, they, they kiss uh, twice on both cheeks mm-hmm. every time. 
So when they see people, they kiss and yeah, everyone. Is it, it like cheek to cheek or really lips touch the cheek kind of greeting? Sometimes it does lip touches the cheek. Yeah, kind. But then of oh. course for men, they don't do that. Men to men, they don't do that. Uh-huh. But they hug. Yeah, oh, when they greet. Okay. So it's, so it's pretty very similar <laughs> to like friends because I feel like friends is, is somehow into that culture too. I, yeah, I, I, I guess so. In Europe, yeah. Oh, okay. I guess that's that makes it like it was very hard for them to change that during the pandemic then, if that's something that's very common. But it would be uh, it would be nice for the people who don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. Like introverts, all the introverts um, really loved the, the, the situation during the pandemic. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's really shocking, especially like if you come from where we are, which is Asia, um, mm-hmm. and probably mm-hmm. most importantly in you know eastern eastern side of, of Asia, this is something that they would really get culture shock about. Um, yeah. But th- this this gesture, is this something that you do with the person that you're already close to or you know very well or even with strangers that you're meeting for the first time? Um, yeah, I think for if, if you've met for the first time, sure, you would have to shake hands to greet mm-hmm. each other and introduce mm-hmm. yourselves. But mm-hmm. not yeah, I don't think it's really like you have to do the gesture when mm-hmm. you've met for the first time. I think for mm-hmm. friends, you do that for family, like that. Or at least when you have a sense of familiarity already with a person, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Then that's that's definitely something that I have to think about or consider when I do visit over there. Yeah. Um, but then I guess let's go to the, the opposite side of the spectrum and talk about the hardest thing for you to adapt to. I think it's pretty obvious in the last couple of minutes that we've been talking that language was really something that was really hard for you uh, mm-hmm. or uh, very challenging. Was there anything yeah. else apart from language that was really difficult for you to adapt to? I guess, let's say culturally speaking. Um, culturally, okay. Well, living with someone who has a totally different culture, language, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not to mention someone who's so organized and who makes a list in advance to do things is wow. I would say the hardest. <laughs> that's yeah. a that's a catch though. Like you know, <laughs> if we're if we're gonna talk stereotypes, I mean, most of the couples, right? It, it's the guy who's like a mess. So yeah, I, I think it's a catch for you to to get the the ones who are organized. Exactly. So it's. I thought I was organized myself and then I then things changed when I moved here I'm like oh I'm I'm not organized at all <laughs> and uh yeah it, it for me it's the hardest aside from the language language which is hard mm-hmm. itself and also I I would say that it would it would be a very big um challenge for you know for every couple may it be in the same culture how much Mm. more um to couples who live in different cultures Mm. sometimes I feel like uh he he I mean my my man would always say that oh you can also do these things this is the Dutch way but then 
There's also the Asian way. Uh-huh. Maybe we've forgotten the Asian way here. Give me an example <laughs> of something that your husband would say, okay, do it this way. It's the Dutch way. And you giving an example that this is an Asian way. Um, I think uh, the way that we clean is totally different because we enjoyed, I mean, in, in the, in, at least in the Philippines, I, the way that I clean is I take time and then, and then sometimes I listen to music and then takes time cleaning. But I think that's a very Filipino thing because I'm also like that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then I do, and then I even try to like when I iron clothes sometimes, Oh, I want to watch a show when I iron clothes, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's different. And then he would tell me, at least you spend an hour to clean everything and it's done, but do not spend more than that. Because then you lose all your time. That, you know, I'm going to just do it like this one. This one should take you just like five minutes. I'm like, five minutes? Oh. And then and then he would he would say that, oh, you should only take a minute to iron my clothes. It's okay. A minute? Huh? <laughs> I was like, very surprised with that. And then he would tell me, oh, I'm going to show you how you do it. Then it's done. Okay. But then at the beginning, I'm very, well, I'm very I, I'm I'm not very open to to that because mm. I can also do that. I just have my ways, but then you mm. don't really have to change it. But then I realized that what he was trying to do is just to make me more handy because that's what he wants. I want you mm. to be a, a more handy woman. Mm. Then it's it's also better for you than you don't stress so much in things and get more relaxed time. Mm-hmm. But that's that's just what he wants. How are, how's people over there? So what your husband is one thing and I know that, yeah. like, that that's your constant companion and a lot of your experiences um, and a big chunk of your experience in terms of um, getting introduced to the culture in the country is coming from your husband. But how's like the people overall? Um, how, how did you immerse yourself in, in the social circle, I guess? Um. Well, at, at the, the family of um, Yurun is very nice. So the, they were my first, uh, they were my first friends. <laughs> the first people that I'm friends with, yeah. And um, for two months, yeah, I, I had no one except them and mm. Yurun. And I have my family, sure. And then you and the rest of the dream team. But it's totally different because eventually it's it's okay until it's it's not enough and I feel like I needed to belong so the first thing I did uh, that was on July I volunteered uh, to cat cafe to take care of cats (laughs) and and that's where where I met my best girl Frida Mm -hmm. she became my best friend here in Groningen and plus she's also Filipina so I really like that oh and then and then, yeah, and then I joined a group in Facebook called mm-hmm. New in Groningen. Mm-hmm. So I joined meetups and cracked my own shell in the middle of the pandemic, praying that I won't get sick because during summer last year, I meet up a new group of people like almost every day. So, mm-hmm. but of course, I'm, I'm very careful. Like I try not to really, um, really, um, I, I try to know how many people is going to be there. Mm-hmm. But like, not too close contact, right? 
that's the thing because that was the start of uh, when the rules are were so messy and people like us who are young we don't really care mm. so they, they don't really care and then like oh yeah hi and then hugs and kisses it, it's like that and then so strangers yes and I'm like uh, I hope I don't get sick <laughs> but then but then in, the idea is that you also have to be responsible um, for yourself and for other people that if you feel a little little sick just don't go out mm. they, they also have that in they also have that in uh, in their minds so, so they have like I a think- big sense of responsibility towards self and towards other people I, at least the people I met because I was mm. never sick. Thank you. Thank mm. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that phase. I mean, I think I remember last year you and I were catching up and talking a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, how's the people? Like you mentioned that you, you've um, uh, proactively uh, tried to meet people by joining mm-hmm. these forums in Facebook and like vol- mm-hmm. volunteering. So the people that you've met, so you have a Filipina friend. Um, how's is there a big? I think yeah, you mentioned earlier there's the the OFW or the Filipino community over there in your city isn't as big as the bigger cities. But um, yeah, do you have like a group of like Filipino friends or is it just one person or do you prefer hanging out with the locals? What it's what is it like? Um, there's actually, I'm not sure if there is a Filipino community here in Kronien. I only know Frida and me. <laughs> so, and we're very, and we're okay with that. We don't want to be in a group. We're okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoy hanging out with uh yeah with locals or with uh, uh, other expats international yeah other expats mm-hmm. I no I, I would say that I enjoyed I enjoy more hanging out with expats because then mm-hmm. I can speak English with with the locals it's okay but then the more to, personally mm-hmm. I would have to be very honest that the more Dutch people the the, the more difficult it is for me because mm-hmm. um, it's totally, I can't understand them. Mm. I, yeah, I, I don't, if there's a joke, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, to me, I, I, I'm also, I also have this thinking that I'm going to get, I'm going to be in that time that I will understand mm-hmm. them, but I don't Not really, en- yeah, I don't really enjoy it a hundred percent when I'm with Dutch people, especially like with, when I'm with, Yurun's friends and he tries to hang out with other people I'm not really a hundred percent to it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I mean I I think that's very understandable you've been there for for a year and three months the language is very difficult to understand it's a it's a 360 Mm -hmm. degree flip to the culture that you are used to. So I think it's understandable mm-hmm. if you know you're you're taking a lot of time to warm up. And I think you have a lot of time because you're there for a very long time. So I think yeah. that's that's not gonna be an issue because I did experience that a little bit even here in Malaysia. It's already culturally a closer to Filipino culture right because it's also Southeast Asia language wise yeah. it's not very different but at least in my first six months here um, when I first hang out with like the, the locals it was a little because you see people of like same nationality when they get together they 
they intrinsically switch to their own language, right? And I yeah. think that's what happens for you. So you're only one, you're the only one foreigner and there's like four yeah. other Dutch. Of course, they're going to speak Dutch, right? Yeah, and we're not just talking about four, but there can be like eight. Wow, and, I can't imagine. Then, that must be like painful. Not everyone speaks, uh, not everyone wants to speak English also. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I've had those experiences as well. Um, but at least now, I mean, is that still the same scenario right now since you are able to speak Dutch a little bit or you, you still need more time? It, it re I really need more time because <laughs> my level of speaking is mm. like, like very beginner. Mm. So it's and then they start to speak uh, in Dutch, like casually. Mm. And then they speak so fast. And here in Groningen, in the north, they have this accent that they try to eat their words. Oh. So it's it's going to sound like, Harmia. Like, huh? <laughs> it's, it's really like, what? Compared to people in Amsterdam, it's it's really different. Oh. because So their, their accent uh, in Amsterdam is probably more neutral, right? Because they yes, have it's, exposure it's to... It's very clear. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's interesting. And I guess that's, that, that really is, uh, I mean, a, a normal occurrence when you compare the way people talk from, um, you know, different cities in, in different, uh, yeah, in, in a country, different cities in, a, in different countries. Um, looking back, when yeah. before, I guess before you met your husband, I, I think, did you always see yourself that that you move into another country? I mean, not just because you're getting married or you're, you're gonna find yeah. a foreign husband, but just overall, did you like always imagine yourself that oh, I'm I'm gonna move out, I'm, I want to live in a different country, or was this just something that that came along the way? Um, I would say that that is a big yes, because I worked in the call center for seven years and it mm -hmm. did go through my mind that, so, okay, now I'm working here for a few years and what's next? So I thought I should go find another job somewhere, but then not here. I mean, in the city where we're from, because mm -hmm. it has to be another country. So that, that's really, that's what I really try to, mm -hmm. to uh, put in my mind mm -hmm. that I have to find a job a job but then mm -hmm. that's not here somewhere else mm -hmm. but then what kind of job would that be so I tried to think of what other jobs I can do mm -hmm. because um, I always think that um, that my cousins are also in another country and some of my friends have moved to another country I mean why not me Mm. I mean, I can perhaps I can also do it too. Mm. And although that time it wasn't really like uh, it wasn't really uh, I wasn't really certain of what I would like to do, mm. uh, what kind of job I would like to have if I move. Um, yeah, until but except that I really like to travel. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I, and I really your passion travel. for traveling was the reason that you and your husband met. Right. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, I guess just to just to give like the people listening to this a little bit of context, what that is. So you and and Euron met in Singapore, and that was um, 
I guess I would say that you, you, you and your own story are like love at first sight, probably. And no. <laughs> because you didn't even spend a lot of time together in Singapore, yet you guys like kept in touch and, you know, here you are. That's right. Well, I won't say it was love at first sight, at least not for me, mm. for him. I'm not sure. You have to, you need to have a podcast with him. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, I know that your husband likes to travel as well because I know that you guys met while he was traveling too. Um, traveling, what, it's, what is the, the, like, the, the travel culture in, in, in the Netherlands at least? Because I, in, in our culture in the Philippines, we consider it as a luxury right? It's traveling. It's hard for us financially, getting visas and stuff like that. How is, how is it there? Because I know in Malaysia, traveling overseas for the locals is quite common. Um, they some, it's, it's something that they got to do like at least once a year or something. How about over there? I think here, um, uh, yeah, because it's the first world. So it's mm. very easy to go to another country uh, without without any problem, just by driving, mm. driving, and they go want to go to a different country. It's okay to, for mm. for a new. And every like now it's summer. Every July there is really a summer holiday because everyone goes somewhere. Mm. So it's part of the culture that people sometimes as a family they go to a different country. If of course they are, they can afford to go to France for a few days. That's also mm. to go there, and but um, some would go to Germany or Austria for the view of the mountains that we never have, and you know it's it's just like a new it's a change of scenery, mm. and people do that normally every July. Okay. Then uh, yeah. summertime, yeah, that's 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 usually what when they do it, right? That's yeah, I think mm -hmm. that's I, I kind of expected that culture already, or like that 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 traveling is something that they really do normally in their culture. Um, mm -hmm. So, what if I visit you? <laughs> what if I visit you when all of this pandemic is said and done? Like, you know, the world goes back to normal. Um, but I mean, I've been planning about it and I've been talking to you about it. And I swear to God, I'm going to I'm going to do it. Give me a hack or a tip for for traveling in the Netherlands. And you've traveled. You have gone through a road trip in Central Europe as well yourself. Give me a That's hack right. or a tip for for when I visit Netherlands or just when I go travel to Europe when the time comes okay because that depends on what month you're in mm -hmm. <laughs> but you should have if, if you're going to the Netherlands you should have at least uh, a very good raincoat because today can be sunny but the next days can be all rain and who knows when the sun shines again it's it's really very special <laughs> and but if for example you go here on summertime then you're lucky because then uh, there's more it's it's the, the the temperature is better and it's not so cold you can wear light clothes you can wear um you can wear your bikini or yeah if you wanted to wanted to go to the beach and if the sun is uh, up and shining uh, but if 
for example, you would like to go to the city just for strolling or shopping and then you get hungry. Normally what we do, uh, as I think most of the Dutch people, they just go to the, supermar the, the supermarket and then they grab something to eat and then they walk around. It's, it's not like they, they would go to a restaurant to really eat Ooh. because then it's very, it's, it can be pricey. Unless you want to be fancy, that's also okay. Mm. But, uh, or if you wanted to, if you're, if you're with friends, of course they go to restaurants, mm. but then not one person pays everything. Mm. Everyone shares the bill mm. because uh, I would say that from one to 10, how, how frugal Dutch mm -hmm. people are, say that it's an an eight of of uh, oh that's quite frugal actually that's yeah quite frugal. They, they, wow they really want to know where their money is going uh-huh so they, yeah well unless you're very very rich sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure yeah but i mean like <laughs> me of course like you know if i go there i also kind of for sure save some money and kind of want to blend in with the locals a little bit yeah. so yeah i guess that's a very good tip but that's a very interesting um to hear though because um yeah i guess in asia that's just like a very different kind of um uh culture because uh when we eat we like to sit and have a table and really eat you know, even if it's just a street food, even if it's just like in the sidewalk, you gotta have proper eating, you know, location and just tape it. So that's that's very interesting. Um, I guess but just to people really enjoy outdoors. So mm. uh, if you come here and then you would say that, oh, let's be inside, and that's gonna be like, are you sure? Because it's very nice outside. They wanna enjoy. Mm the sun so everyone wants to be outside as much as possible if the sun is out yeah that's a that, that's something that i hear a lot about um people in europe that whenever the sun is out they just want to be outside too and see the sun and be under the sun you know and i guess it's it's because they don't have sun 365 days a year right exactly. they don't have it the entire year round so especially on like winter uh, season they barely have any sun so when the sun is out they want to make the most out of it which is very different in especially in southeast asian culture because we try to be not under the sun as much as possible because we're like so sick and tired of the sun <laughs> so we avoid the sun traveling and being a tourist is one thing um how about for people who are, who are planning to move there for good or, or at least try to find a job there and like live there for long term um if there's one thing that you would say that okay when you get here this is the first thing that you should try to experience okay. dutch mm -hmm. culture what will it be well um if your plan is to really move permanently, ask yourselves why first. Okay, yeah. why here? <laughs> because uh, Netherlands is not a very cheap country. <laughs> well, Germany is cheaper, but I would I would say that it's a pretty great country, um, minus the weather that is very unpredictable. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that you have to be prepared 
uh, you have to be ready for that that okay that the weather is not gonna be how I'm used to like mm-hmm. if you're used to always having sunny days mm-hmm. uh, it's different here because winter is very long here mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it, it's it's gloomy it's gray it's fog when it's winter there's no color in short so wow. that's something that you have to you have to really actually it's gonna go with your feelings or emotions mm-hmm. in a sense that's why winter depression mm. because of lack of sun that's mm-hmm. why that, that's why they say that you have to get as much sun as possible when it's there mm. because it's important for your emotional and mental being mm. and uh, yeah and plus the language is difficult so if you if you but it, but it's not impossible to learn you mm-hmm. just have to you just have to really take time to learn the language mm-hmm. uh, and uh, those are I think the things that you have to be that you have to think of when you're moving to I think in any not place just here, but in any country yeah mm-hmm. and, um, the the one thing that you you have to try is you have to try the food uh dutch food is very unique because mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not as uh, it's good but it's not as tasty as food in the southeast southeast asia it's it's really different uh it, they they're not they're not really into like oh let's put some some um crowden how do you say crowden um in english uh, it's an herb <laughs> It's a, yeah, yeah. is it an herb? Okay. <laughs> so I, I get that now. I, do that. <laughs> I think in Dutch and then I try to translate it in English. So that, that's good. That shows improvement on your yeah. part. Good job. Yeah. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. So you have to put like for us in the, in, in Southeast Asia or in the Philippines, we like, we like to put a lot of herbs on our food. Uh-huh. And sometimes we don't really have the exact um, the exact uh, measurement of every herb we put, but uh-huh. then it, but then we just we, we taste it and oh yeah, it, it's good. But let's add more of these, more of these. But here it's like everything is ready, and then they just prepare their food. They don't really, they don't really like to put. Okay, let's put one teaspoon of this. It, it, oh, so when it much. when the food gets to you, you season it yourself. Is yeah. that no? How it's, it works? it's already ready, already seasoned. Or oh. we just buy something from the supermarket that's ready to cook. Mm. Everything is in a pack and then you just put it, it's done. Because also, uh, just like what I mentioned earlier, that when, uh, when we clean, they don't, when we, they don't really like taking time, that's also the same with cooking. Mm. So overall, so, they just want to like these mundane house chores like cleaning and cooking you know it shouldn't take a lot of your time that's that's basically how they think that's right so you have to try their food uh, and see if you like it <laughs> especially <laughs> with but there's this famous food that is the the haring it's it's the fish but then mm-hmm. it's raw then you eat it raw with onions so you gotta try it because dutch people love that and of course the um the fried the fried fish it's 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 actually like deep fried fish mm-hmm. and they really like that too so it's like uh yeah they 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 um 
put flour and some seasoning on the on the fish, the fish itself? And then okay. they deep, deep, yeah and then they deep fry it and then they put some sauce on it it's really good actually i personally mm. love it so you should also try that that's something that every dutch person would eat actually that's a lot <laughs> of fish though uh, my impression is when it comes to europe especially central europe um seafood is expensive right yes it is expensive but um the herring and the type of fish that they deep fry which they call kibbling mm-hmm. is actually close to 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 this area in the netherlands where they can uh, they can find that kind of fish okay yeah. all right then i guess i guess that makes sense I'll, i'm actually yeah, making mental does. notes of those things so that i'll try them when i come visit you soon yes and for and a tip Yeah, one of the tips that I would like to tell women if they want to come here and they think and they think that oh, uh, Dutch men uh, are good looking, sure they are, but Dutch men uh, do not really like in general do not really like women who have a lot of makeup on. They they mm-hmm. like it when noted when very, <laughs> <laughs> noted very natural looking. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, now yeah. you. Now I'm the. You can. You can see my brain working, right? So okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll see. We'll see when I see you soon. Thank you very much for your time, though. I know it's a weekend. You're Thank welcome. you for giving me an hour of your day. I really appreciate it, and I really miss you so much. I miss you so much, and I'm really very excited for this. You know, because I I've never. I am never really asked these things after a year of living here. So it was very, it's, I mean, my answers for those questions, uh, for your questions, uh, if you asked me that like six months ago would be totally different because yeah. now after a year, it's also, I've, I've also learned a lot and I've, I've experienced so far a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really fun. Thank and you, you have an exciting life ahead of you over there. So Yeah, I'm really excited to kind of see what it's all about soon. I keep saying that out loud so that it happens because I'll yes. broadcast this and people will take my word for it that I'm going to go see you. <laughs> okay, thanks so much for your time. See you soon. Take care. Bye.